Welcome to Love Quirks, the relationship and love podcast about sparking your connections and understanding the big picture of love. If you're neurospicy, kind of quirky, or just a regular old human wanting to spark your relationships with more connection, more love, more acceptance, and more understanding, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Crystal Clark. Join my quirky crew on your journey to being sparked forever because no one is normal and all love quirks. Welcome to our love space today. Glad to have you listening in and joining along on our journey as we explore and learn together. Since I do get a lot of couples that have questions about how to tweak their date nights, or as we now call them, our mega moments of love, we're going to do kind of like a little mini series um, on each of the big picture pieces to that you can use to kind of rethink your whole date night piece. And if you haven't gone, and actually we kind of jump-started this in episode five. So if you haven't listened to episode five, which is called Mega Moments of Love Are In, and it's true, they are, as we found out on that episode, then do uh, go back and have a listen. And uh, that will help fill in some of the things that we're talking about today. So now that we have rethought what it means to be on a date night, and that's actually a mega moment of love, and we've renamed it that, let's think about making it happen, right? How do we decide what we're going to do now? Or how do we decide what's important in tweaking these big connection moments and making a mega moment of love happen? So one of the things I think the first step is, is this kindfulness piece. And that's the K, you know, I use my little cake acronym. So that's the K in it. Um, And it stands for being mindful slash being in the moment and being kindly intended towards each other. And if you are not at the point where you can really be kindly intended with each other or be in the moment with each other, then you may need to be starting at another place. I know for myself personally, when I was in a relationship that was below okay, right? Things were not going well. We had not really spent a lot of time purposefully putting energy into things. And so when that, when just the natural uh, energy, like the new relationship energy that we had ran out, um, then we did do, we did try to do the right thing and try to go to counseling. And we, uh, it was suggested we do more date nights. Um, but they were always failing and they just kept failing. And, you know, like things would happen, like pretty much every time we were out, they would turn into an argument or there would be tears, (laughs) me tears. Um, You can probably guess, but (laughs) there would be tears, you know, that it's just nothing would go smoothly. And, you know, one of those pieces that is that we didn't even know like we knew go on a date night, but what we thought, which is, you know, that old concept was like, go out for dinner and then come home and do something. And then hopefully that will fix everything. But we really didn't really get that big picture idea that we were there to try to find ways to reconnect and to open up conversations and to be safe with each other. And one of the things that would often happen just for me in my brain is that I wouldn't be truly in the moment and probably neither of us were truly in the moment because I was stuck in my head thinking about, you know, is this making things better? Um, 
what topics can I talk about? Um, can I talk about my feelings? What if I talk about this thing? Is it going to turn into a, an argument again? You know, and I'm just like in my head with all these, these thoughts, right? And if you're in a place where you're needing to get through those big feelings and needing to wade through some of these big, heavy topics, then like I said, maybe a mega moment of love isn't for your relationship just now because you can't be there. You need to be able to be there in the moment and not have all of these worries swirling around in your brain. We need to take a few steps back and get, you know, get some traction on that piece first. And then that other part with being kindful besides being in the moment, again, is that if we're try if we can't be kind to each other, or if we can't view what the other person is doing as being kindly intended, uh, and then we're trying to use a date night or a mega moment of love as our tool, it probably is going to fall apart, <laughs> right? Because if we're thinking, if we're just assuming that the other person, you know, if they brought up something that's a bit touchy with us or, um, you know, or we had to share some big feelings, we can often view that when things are not going okay as being an us versus them situation and, uh, you know, viewing it with almost like there's a fog of resentment hanging over this date night piece. And you can't, you know, you can't move forward with that because what happens is then if there's that fog of resentment hanging over it, then, you know, whatever you say uh, can feel like you're saying the wrong thing or whatever your opinion is in a conversation, it gets, you know, kind of treated like it's a stupid opinion. Or if anything happens while you're out, it gets viewed through that lens of resentment. So there's no forgiveness there. There's no leeway there. Um, and so it's really hard to try to improve and grow your relationship when there's no leeway and space and openness or vulnerability. So if those are the conditions, then like I said, we need to step, we need to take a step back. And if that's where you are right now, that is okay. That is definitely okay. And I see you and I feel you because I've been there. I know it's so, it's so hard. But I do also want you to know that there's other places that we can start. There's other places we can work from. So if that's you, that's okay. You can still have a listen. You can still be here because you're going to need this info eventually. You're going to be on these mega moments of love eventually. But this may not be where you quite need to start. So, and that, and that will be a whole other episode. Don't worry. Um, so we can see that this kindfulness piece is really important because that's the lens that we want over our whole mega moment of love. That lens that we're in this moment together, that lens that we're kindly intending our actions towards the other person, that lens that we're kindly viewing their actions towards us. That is where we want to start off our connection time together. So one of the easiest ways to kind of jumpstart our kindfulness to each other is to make some uh, boundaries or some guidelines, or I don't really like rules because that sounds strict, but you know, kind of some standards for what our mega moment of love is going to have to help encourage and support 
our kindfulness um, towards each other. So one of the basic things, and I'm just going to get this out of the way and people are going to be so annoyed that I've said this because it seems like a no brainer, but it is often true that it can really get, really get us stuck in a rut. Um, so this one big thing is to really have some boundaries or like I said, some, some ideas, some rules, some you know, kind of standards around what we're going to do with our phones, with our screens, because they are just ridiculously addictive right now, right? They're programmed, all these algorithms and all these things, they're programmed to make our brains be like, oh, what's this? What's this? Dopamine, hooray. <laughs> and we want in our like moments of love our, for our dopamine and, you know, our happy feelings and our great things to be from each other and not from our phone, <laughs> which again, I, I'm sure people are going to be annoyed and be like, oh, well, of course, but you say, of course, but probably when's the last time that you went on, you know, where you were on having a big connection time with the other person and that you didn't check your phone one time or that you left your phone at home. You decided, hey, we just need one phone out for today because anyone who's having an emergency will know if they call me and there's no answer, then they're going to call the love of my life, probably, right? Or they're going to text him. They're going to have a way to probably get a hold of me if we have one phone between us. Oh, right? Can you even think? And one of the things is that besides it being addictive and we can be like, oh, was that an alert? Was that a thing? Is that a thing I need to, you know, answer? I'm sure if we're setting aside a few hours of our time, right? Sometimes our mega moments of love will be shorter. Sometimes there'll be a few hours. Sometimes it could be a day. Sometimes it could be a weekend, whatever they're going to be for you. That even when you put, like, say if you have your phone out, if you have your phone out on the table while you're enjoying a meal together or while you're, you know, even if you're chilling, you're just watching Netflix or whatever, but you've decided you're both actively, mindfully watching the show together. If you have that phone out beside you, even if it's turned down, that shows that you have some of your brain on that item, that you have some of your brain that's willing to be mindful with the, with your phone if it needs it. And that's one of the reasons why it really needs to be away, away. Because even if you're the person who's like, oh, I've never really thought about that, like they do have their phone out at the table, but I don't think it makes me feel like they're not in the moment. Try having it not around some of the time and you will see the difference. You will see the difference that it makes in both of your brains just to be like, oh, there's actually not this distraction, right? And like I said, is that you can even have that challenge of just taking one phone out with you. You can even have that challenge of being, hey, we don't really have any reason to think there'll be any emergencies. Let's, when we go for our 45 minute walk today, let's try taking no phones. Because I think to the idea that there's going to be emergencies, there's going to be people that need to get a hold of us. There's going to need to be this. Don't forget that 20 years ago, that just wasn't a possibility. And I know all of us have not, or maybe like a little bit more than that, but now all of us have changed our brains to program our brains that if there is an emergency, if there is a big thing going on, that a hundred percent, we should be able to get a hold of people. But that is like, just like a, a weird new thing to our own little human development and brains. So like I said, you can try to challenge yourself with that piece. 
The other piece that you can challenge yourself with is to really think about besides that phone. And I just bring that up because I think that's just the most common distraction that we're all having nowadays. And the hardest thing that we're all having, you know, when we want to disconnect that it's, it's hard for everyone to do it now because it's so in our face so often, maybe 10 years ago, there was some of us that or five years ago, no, probably 10, that we were better at disconnecting, but maybe it's not that way anymore, right? Because now we're just so used to it. So, so used to it. The other challenge you can give yourself is really thinking, and you can reflect on your own things. You guys can reflect on each other's things. You can have a little brainstorm together about, are there any other things that distract you when you're trying to have a mega moment of love, when you're trying to have this connection time with each other? For some people, it's, you know, some day-to-day worries, right? Some people, if you're, especially if you've if you're just getting used to getting a babysitter, um, that can be a distraction. Like you're worried about, will the kids be okay? Will they get along? Will they, whatever. Um, sometimes it can be a distraction of things going on at work. Sometimes it can be a distraction of whatever. So brainstorm some of those and see, you know, obviously don't, you know, it's hard to be like, we're going to cut out every single distraction starting today. No, that's going to seem really hard, but like, you know, think of your top one or two, And what can you tweak for that next mega moment of love? If it's bringing one cell phone out and, you know, doing some positive talk about how the kids are going to be fine with the babysitters when you're on your way out. Perfect. Great. If that's the two things you're going to tweak, even just tweak one, see how it goes. But that other thing, that work stress idea or things going on in work, the most, one of the things I thought about the other day was how interesting is it? that, and this is a conversation that actually me and the love my life we have often um, together when we're on the phone throughout the day is that it's so interesting to think how we spend our the best hours of our day at work, right? Those are usually for most of us, the most functional hours of our brain. We're like awake, where we can get into the flow of things. Uh, you know, we've had enough coffees or we've, you know, kind of got our brain into the day, whatever it is, our ideas are flowing, we're, you know, we're in a groove. Okay, so those hours all go to our work day. And then we often come home and we don't have as much energy or we've now we're in our afternoon brain fog or now we're in whatever. So it's really interesting that we spend some of this best time of our life. And I looked up the stats. Uh, You know, most of the stats say like we spend a third of our life at work. So it means we spend a third of our life giving our best hours (laughs) to uh, our job, which is fine. That's what makes the world go around. We all need money. We all need to be employed, blah, 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 blah. But thinking in terms of making our connection time uh, valuable with each other and meaningful with each other is there's a few things to think of with that conversation piece is, you know, if we're spending some of our best time at work, uh, that we're going to be one of mindful of when we plan our mega moments of night. I know for me that I'm usually pretty perky on like, say, say if we were going to do a dinner thing or a conversation, heavy activity, right? Like we're just chilling out having a drink with each other, or we're going to be playing an intense game, or we're going to be doing something where I need to have some brain power that I'm going to be mindful to suggest a night that I haven't, uh, where I haven't been doing all the talking at work. Cause sometimes I, I run out of words, <laughs> I 
much, which could seem not true as when you listen to this, but <laughs> if I've been doing lots of meetings or lots of, um, you know, therapy sessions during the day, then I, and uh, I've had to do a little bit more of the teaching piece rather than the listening piece, which is totally cool. But sometimes I can run out of words. And so then if we're like out to dinner, I'm like, uh, you talk. <laughs> I, I feel like just listening right now. Um, so that's something I know, slash we know that we have to be mindful of when we think of when we're going to do things. So that's one of the things. The other thing that you want to think about is how we can often, you know, some of the things is that we can have some unresolved stress or some some big things going on at work or even some small things going on at work. And many of us can get caught up in kind of the habit of sharing about you know, these stresses or our work things or whatnot with our coworkers, right? Or having work wives or work husbands or things like that, because we are spending so much time in that place, in that environment with these people. And then what happens is that we come home and, you know, our partner goes like, oh, how was your day? And we go, it's fine. Or we go like, what's, what's new at work? And we go, oh, nothing's new, right? But when we say those things, probably things are new right? There's probably some new things we've just maybe have already shared or vented about them or have, or, you know, it feels easier to talk to someone about who I half knows the situation. We already have to explain the other half, but this is the person that you are spending your love and your, you know, life with, and you're not willing to explain to them the whole backstory for something that happened at work. Like that could be an energy piece that's going on. That could be something else that we maybe need to unpack or think about because why wouldn't you, right? Why wouldn't you want this most important person in your life to know all of the things that are happening to you, right? To know all the things that happen to you that takes up most of your day. (laughs) You should want to. And we should also, as the other partner, be curious and want to listen and think about what happens. I know some of us has jobs where we can't really explain everything that happens. But, you know, for those of us who can, then, you know, that should be an important thing that we are sharing with each other. And when we kind of give those short answers, or we kind of make it seem like our day where we've just been for eight hours is not very important. Like, and we can't even come up with a thing like, you know, oh, this tiny thing happened at work, you know, social skills wise, you know, what we would teach kids is that that actually puts up roadblocks, right? So if we ask someone, hey, how was your day today? And they go, fine, that that actually gives the air that you don't, or like a social clue, a hidden rule, that you actually don't want to really talk to that person or talk about your day. And so, you know, we should be thinking about that when we give our nothings or it's fine or whatever, that we might be giving out some of those signals without really knowing it. And that that person, our partner, might be receiving those signals in that way of like, oh, this person doesn't want to talk to me, even if they're not clearly registering that at the time. But they could be building up kind of this idea like this person doesn't like talking to me. This person doesn't want to share about their day. This person doesn't want to share about their life. Because again, a third of a third of our our life is spent at work. So that's a big part of our life, right? And they might not even be knowing that they're building up some not so good thoughts. I don't want to go quite into resentment because it probably won't turn quite into resentment, but building up some of those not good thoughts about kind of the roadblocks in conversation. So think about 
Think about that when you're giving your short answers. And sometimes you might just need a minute, right? And that's why it's nice to go out for these bigger connection times or have these bigger connection times, because then you have time to open up and be like, oh, hey, you know, actually, oh, before I can be clear and be in the moment, I just need to uh, tell you about like what's going on at work. And you know what? By actually... You may think that like, oh, I don't, I'm not ready to be in the moment. I need to cl clear this out. By taking time to clear that out and chat about it with your partner and by your partner taking that moment to listen to you and give you space to clear that uh, those unresolved thoughts that are swirling around in your head, you're actually already being in the moment. What? Oh my gosh, right? You're already having this time when you're in the moment with each other. How fantastic is that? So by trying to get into the moment, by saying, hey, I just need to get this off my chest or this out of my brain, because sometimes it's just that. Like sometimes if you're a, a person who has swirly thoughts or like lots of inner monologue, maybe you just, right? Lots of neurospicy people that I work with have that. And I know sometimes I catch the love of my life where he's just having like an inside conversation and it's that I go, oh, what? what are you talking about right now with that person? And it really like, it jumpstarts a conversation. It jumpstarts us time uh, uh, time to have, or a, it jumpstarts us to have a space uh, to be in the moment with each other, which is just great. It's great. It's like twofold. Like I need this to be in the moment with you, but actually by us doing this together, we're already in the moment. I love it. So, and the other piece to think about is shouldn't the love of your life be just as knowledgeable or know just as much about what's going on at work or what's going on in your life as your best friends and your coworkers and the other people in your life too? I think so. I mean, and again, that's, this is a, a space where you get to color in the detail. I said just as much as your coworkers or your best friend. I, I kind of feel like I like, you know, me and my significant other to know the most about each other. I'm sure there's people who know just as much as me, but I feel like I kind of feel like that's one of the places where we have connection because we have time to connect so much that I would know many, many things about what they're thinking and feeling about where life is going for them, right? Um, and it's not knowing for like a reason of control or power. It's knowing because that's like the other being who I'm with, right? And I would love them to know me just as much as that. Um, so there's no reason why we can't talk about these things during a mega moment of love. Why, you know, why we can't share with each other what is actually going on in our work lives, in our day to day, because that's a big chunk of life. And this time together is not about being artificial, right? It's not, um, you know, it's important for us to color. And that's why actually it's important for us to color in our details about what we put our energy into as a couple, right? Like that's my big thing with you guys. We want to, I want you to color in your own details, but at the same time, you know, I don't want you to be artificial. I don't want you to be like, oh, we're on a mega moment. We're having a mega moment of love. So these topics, you know, are off the plate because we're just here to just be happy and positive and super cheery and everything like that. Now, if that's a boundary or a um, kind of, you know, uh, a, a rule or, you know, your little guidelines for how you do your mega moment of love 
for whatever reason, then cool. It's because that's part of your guidelines. Go for it. My thought would be that there need to be some good reasons for those guidelines, because I think as you grow as a couple and as a collaborative team <laughs> together, right, you're going to have sometimes when your conversations during your connection times are going to be a little heavier. And then you're going to have some times where your conversations during your connection times are a little more relaxed and a little lighter. And that's fine, right? Because life is not 100% just, you know, even keel all the time, right? There's things that go on, there's things that happen. And that's fine to bring those things in to your mega moments of love, as long as there's that kindfulness piece. Right, that kindfulness piece is that's the key. That's going to be our basis foundation for our mega moment of love. Using our kindfulness with each other. Because when we use our kindfulness with each other, that's what allows us to open up that moment. That's what allows us to make space for each other to be vulnerable. That's what allows us really to feel sparked. Thanks to my quirky crew for sharing this space and your connection time with me once again. It's really, truly appreciated. If you're new here, I hope this time sparked your love and relationship energy too, and that you'll be joining us again. If something sparked you today, connected with you, delighted you, do reach out, find me on TikTok at sparked underscore forever or through my website, sparkedforever.com to get your free copy of Cake Night, your mini guide to making date nights sweeter. Don't forget to send some love out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Not only does this send me some love, but it helps others find us on their relationship journey. Until next time, be sparked.